0: We're in Romans chapter 8, verse 11. Now we'll read the verse here. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. People forget the little conditions. It says up there, if the Spirit. If Christ is in you, that's a condition. People say, oh, it's unconditional. No, it's not. All covenants are conditional on you responding to them and walking in them. There's no unconditional covenant. There's always the human and the divine side in all covenants of God. Okay. Now, the plan is all God's, but accepted the plan are conditions confession, repentance, following the Lord staying in Christ. Those are the conditions. So, if the condition, the Spirit of God who raised the Lord Jesus Christ, this is His human body and soul and spirit for our sins. He was crucified. He was killed as a sin offering for us. If he dwells in you, notice the if again, if he dwells in you, he will give life to your mortal bodies by his spirit. He's talking about the human body. And not only is it referring to the final resurrection of man and the new man, he's talking about in this life, the spirit can deal at times. He heals, he can do various things to the human body when he sees fit to do it. And so he says that is the overpowering the laws of the lower nature. This is what the spirit of God does for the Christian. He gives us a renewed spirit. That's the human spirit joined with Christ, walking with Christ. If you will consent to the spirit, he can move in it and raise it up from the dead. The consenting, the if, is continuing with him. Continuing. People say, well, I have eternal life. You sure do in the present. It's not guaranteed in the future unless you stay with Christ. Christ is our salvation there is no scripture that says salvation is separate from God, some gift that's different from him. It's that he has made unto us redemption, sanctification, and salvation as we stay with him, as we abide in the vine that is true. You have eternal life. You are overcoming if you are walking in the Spirit. You are an overcomer, But your future is up to you whether you want to continue overcoming. You have the free will and choice to desire what you want to do. You can yield to the Spirit's impulses, or you can yield to the world, the flesh, or the devil. The human will is never taken away. Read all the Gospels and the Epistles. There's always conditions. How come the Christian is told, put this on and do this and don't do that? Because your will is necessary. Now, your will wasn't necessary for the plan of salvation. That was God's business. But your will was concerned. You had to re- confess and repent and follow the Lord. That's what your will decided to do or not to. So most people reject the gospel because they do not want to do it. That's their will. They love the pleasures of the sin more than they love God. they rather live their own selfish life, and, and that's their choice. So God does not override that, but he will judge it one day. He will call them into account for the actions of their will, okay? So people need to remember that. So then, because of this 12, he's saying, so then, brethren, we are under obligation not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. So he says, who's the weak? those who are walking in Christ. Not those who profess and confess Jesus and think that they're saved no matter what they do. Not the once saved, always saved heretic. Uh -uh. It says the one who is walking and living in Christ. The Spirit's working with them. So he says that we're under an obligation to obey the flesh, to live after the flesh. So if people tell you as a Christian you have to sin every day, word, thought, and deed, they're a doctrine of the devil. You're going to hell if you do. Now, the Lord sanctified and perfected us, but when Paul named several times 20-some sins and more, they're gross sins. if you do these, you will not make it to heaven. So it makes it very plain. But we are being corrected and chastened and conformed and disciplined when we do fail we don't doubt that nobody as yet walked in that kind of perfection but the scripture does make something interesting you'll never find in the epistles anybody any apostle excusing sin or saying we're going to sin it's always if and when see you're not obligated to live and someone said well can you serve the lord for 10 minutes without sinning again well yeah well you can sin for 10 years the will is yours if you want to consent to it, okay? So we are not bound by the law of sin and death. We're not under the old nature that has not been born again, that has been regenerated. Even the righteous under the old covenants, they had some obligation, and therefore, sacrifices made for them, because they could not keep all the Concepts and commands of the Lord, it was impossible. They didn't have the Spirit of Christ in them. But He dealt with them at a lower covenant, and that was acceptable for those people. So they were saved under their covenant. But now we have the final covenant. Okay? And when people get the new covenant, they cannot go back to the old. You can't say, Well, I'd rather live under this. Well, you're not going to. You're going to be judged for it, for having more truth. So then, we are not under any power of sin and death that we don't consent to. Now, we will die physically because we're still under the groaning and the consequences and we have not put on immortality, but we're not under the power of sin as a practicing principle, okay? We still have sin in our members we have to keep down, resist, and not yield to. But we do not have to yield and obey any of its desires and lust. So if people tell you they're Christians and they have to sin every day, well, they got the wrong kind of Christianity. Then grace doesn't do nothing for anybody, okay? Thirteen, continuous, for if you are living according to the flesh, who's he talking to? He's talking to Christians who are walking in the Spirit. But he's saying, if you decide, and if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. The law of sin and death will come upon you. You're under condemnation if you get out of Christ. If you're cut off from Christ, and you practice sin enough, the Father cuts you off. Then it doesn't apply to you. You are under condemnation. So people say, well, I'm not under call." I say, yes, you are, because you're still living in sin. And they're claiming all their position in Christ. That doesn't apply because they're not meeting the conditions. They don't understand the ifs, the buts, and the because. They're taking one or two scriptures out of three chapters and exclude 95% of scripture. See, when you take a scripture out, that's not the whole Word of God. You read what's before it and what's after it, and you'll get the truth. Well, we can all, like someone has humorously said, I used to open my Bible and point. To a scripture and say, well, that has to be a Lord. So he did that. He opened his Bible and he read and Judas went out and hung himself. And then he closed the Bible and opened it again. And it said, go thou and do likewise. Well, is that how you want to live your Christian life? So he said, no, we have to live. So he's repeating verse six, for the mindset on the flesh is death. That means if you're practicing, that's what he's talking about. He's not talking about falling into sin or doing something and being corrected or the Lord dealing with us. He's talking about a mindset, a walking, a living, a practicing, a habit that's on fleshly, earthly things and not the Lord. He said it leads to death. But the mindset on the Spirit is life and peace because if he's following the Lord... He gives us peace. He bears witness to that. And we have eternal life if we walk in the Spirit of Christ. Okay, Live by the flesh, then you have to die. You live by its desires of the old nature that yields to the world and the devil also. Yet notice by the Spirit. We are not told to work it out on our own. We are not told to do this by ourselves. We're not told that the human will and the human spirit can do these things because that's impossible. We have the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of Christ to help us that's why we are join. He gives grace, he gives strength he gives ability, but if you don't use it, you don't get it okay It's not automatic, so he helps us. We put to death and deny the desires. Of the old nature, its temptations, its lures. That's part of the old man. That's part of the curse that we have not been finally delivered from. Until we die in Christ or we are raptured, we still have a mortal body that's subject to trials and temptations and lures from the evil one. We will not have them when we cross into the next realm. Okay. Soul and spirit of man can sin. The false shepherds say, oh, your soul and body sins, but your spirit cannot sin while they're practicing sin. Well, how come the scripture says, may the God of peace sanctify you wholly, your whole spirit, soul, and body? Well, if your spirit saved and cannot sin, it doesn't need sanctifying anymore. See, if they just use a little common sense. But Jesus said, leave them alone. When people want to be that ignorant, you don't waste your time with them. God doesn't, and he sends them lying spirits because they don't want the truth. And then you will live. You will have eternal life. Christ is being followed and obeyed. This is what it means to live and walk in the Spirit. This is the fruit. This is obedience. This is the spiritual work that Paul believed in, that James believed in, that all the apostles. And if you don't have those three things, you don't have Christ. It's very simple. Oh, you may have had Christ, but you forfeited grace. And Paul's the one who said, uh, don't let the grace of God be given to you in vain. That means worthless, be empty. So that means your will does have something to do with yielding to the grace of God and the help So it's not automatic. A lot of people think they've got everything's done for them. Well, they're going to find out in eternity when they're weeping and gnashing their teeth how stupid they were. And then it's going to be too late to do anything about it, okay? So he says then, if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. That's the consequences. But if, the condition again, if you choose to be led by the Spirit, You are putting to death the works or the deeds of the body. You will live. Who's putting to death? You. And who's helping you? The spirit. You see the divine and the human. You don't see all God doing it, and you don't see all man doing it. That's why we are linked with him. That's why the branch is in the vine. There is no fruitfulness until you have both of them. Jesus doesn't bear fruit by himself for you. He bears it on us with our consent, okay? So he says, you, by the Spirit, are putting to death. You keep the old man down. You resist temptation. You don't make provision for your sins and entertainments and play with them. You're the responsible for that. No, the Lord's not responsible. You are. See, everybody it was all grace and it's all God. Well, that would sound wonderful if these people weren't living in gross sin, And showed a little holiness and true, like James says, show me your works, and I can tell you got the real faith. He's talking about spiritual works, he's not talking about Pharisaical legalism. But if you're in Christ, you have the law of Christ, you're gonna bear fruit willingly, you're gonna yield to it, you're gonna obey the Lord, and you're gonna produce spiritual work. They I like to talk a lot about grace, grace out of context. As Peter said, they would distort Paul's writings. But Paul often says, be careful, Christians. He said, to maintain good works, be careful. He said, and many deny, they confess the Lord and say they're Christians. And he said, this is Paul, not James. He said, but in works, they deny him. So if you don't have the right works, you don't have the right faith. You've denied him already, and therefore the multitude that says, Lord, Lord, they believe he's the Lord, and they'll talk about their good human works and the things they've done in the name of the Lord, and he'll say, you're workers of lawlessness. You're not in the law of Christ, and I don't even know you. You're still children of the devil, but they think they're Christians. See, they decide they're going to serve God on their terms, and they're going to find out all their works don't mean nothing because they're not in Christ. Their works are not being formed and in union with the Holy Spirit, and therefore they're worthless. Many babes that come to the Lord, they have good intentions, and they try to do good, this and that and the other, and God considers that. But their works are wood, hay, and stubble, because they're not spiritually inspired. They're doing it on their own, and they mean well, now, we're not talking about sinning. We're talking about trying to do good like they did under the Old Covenant, and God accepted that. He didn't say it was perfection, but he looked at the motive and the intent, and he accepted those things. He said, anyone, Peter said, anyone who works righteousness anywhere, he's talking about a non-Christian, he said he's accepted by the Lord. He means in the light that he has, If he hasn't got the gospel and he's trying to live by the inner law, God makes provision. He winked at the Gentiles' ignorance that were righteous and tried to live right. And they didn't have the covenants that the Jews were held more responsible for and had more privileges. So it's you that put the body deeds to death. It's you that say no to temptations, not God. See, people think God does it all. It's all God. Well, they're liars. They're liars, and they're insult to God. We are under probation. People don't like that word. We're being tested, and we have to overcome in this life, and we will have to be tested again. But just saying I've accepted the Lord don't mean you've overcome the future. That's a lie. Our sins are forgiven past, present, future, doctrine of the devil. The future sins are not dealt with for the individual. Oh, God's plan of salvation took care of anybody in the future if they follow him. Legally, he took care of it, but individually. You can be grafted into Christ, and you've been cut off from him if you're a branch. And as we said before, Jesus made it very plain. Through Paul, he told the Gentiles, you've been grafted in, and if you don't remain in God's goodness, you'll be cut off also. Oh, they don't like quoting that one. See, they're trying to, Oh, that must mean something else. No, it means just what it says. You don't walk and lead and follow the Lord and be led. If you're truly a Christian, you will not remain one. You will be cut off, okay? And the rebellious Jews, uh, some of them came back and got grafted in again. But as the nation their covenant was broken with them because they denied and broke the covenant. And God didn't have that covenant anymore. He formed a new one. Okay, So all of those, as we look, like I say, everybody, people don't like to talk about the will because they're always thinking about the will. And man, Oh, man has nothing, oh, he has nothing to do with the plan of salvation. He has everything to do with accepting the plan and staying in the plan. And that's why the apostles and Jesus always appeal to the Christian will to do something. And see, so even Jesus, after he talked all the parables, at the end, he said, have you understood what I said? And they said, oh, yeah. And he said, well, blessed are you if you do it. He didn't say you were blessed just by hearing it. He said, then you better practice it. And he said, and if you don't, you're building on sand and your house will not stand. He's talking about the disciples submitting and yielding to him. And he said, if you don't, you're building an own plan. And so the multitudes of professing Christians that say, Lord, Lord, they never knew the Lord. And then you got a bunch of them, of the real Christians that started off, they're like the five foolish virgins. He did know them. They were virgins. But they got lazy and spiritually lazy and they stopped following the spirit. And they stopped doing and it was too late because when the Lord got up and shut the door, when a person's called on a rapture or drops dead, there ain't no time to get ready. And he said an interesting thing to them when they come knocking, open to us. And he said, I do not know you. Notice he didn't say, I never knew you. He didn't know them, but he didn't know them anymore. And he shut the door. Okay, as people, Christians, they remember that. If you don't think you can't be unsaved, you can be fooled uh, very quickly. For all who are, they need to read this scripture, those who claim once saved, always saved, and greasy grace, and it's all God. You need to read this scripture here. For all who are being led, this is continuous, not was led one time to say the sinner's prayer, For all those who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons or the children of God. He didn't say anything about believing, did he? He's coming back sufficiently. He wants to tell you what the believing means. Sixty-some times, possibly, in the Gospel of John, he uses the word believe, believes, believing. And if you study the context of the word, it means to mentally accept and to obey. See, it's not a believing with the head knowledge. Like the multitude say, Lord, Lord, they believe it was the Lord. They believe he died on the cross. They believe he resurrected. They believe he was Christian, but they weren't following him. They weren't being led by him. So he said, I never knew you. Okay? So we have to see this is what he's saying. So those who are being led by the Spirit, continuous, those who are bearing fruit, those who walk and live in the Spirit, those are the children of God. Anybody else can exclude it. You stop bearing fruit, eventually the Father cuts you off. You're not in eternal salvation. You're not in Christ anymore. You become an enemy again. You're a traitor. Hebrews warns what's going to happen to those who trample the blood of Christ and despise the spirit of truth. He warns that greater punishments could be on them than anybody. As Peter said, it's better not to have known the truth than to depart from it. So the backslider is going to be punished severely more than the normal sinner because he's trampled the blood of Christ twice. He's insulted his grace that he's extended. Okay? So all those who are being led in the continuance, they're walking, living, abiding. This is a continuous state. See, the false shepherd wants to emphasize one period of time in the past. Did you say this little prayer? Did you do this? Well, that's all you need. Well, the demons really have got them deceived and they'll regret it in eternity, okay? And so if you're abiding in the Spirit of God, okay? See, that's the yoking. He that has joined himself to the Lord is one spirit. But we can unjoin ourselves if you don't want to walk with him anymore. And in the old covenant, you could not yoke a donkey, a jackass with an ox. A uh, ox was a symbol of servitude. The jackass, a donkey, was a symbol of stubbornness, a rebellion. And they cannot walk together. So you got the symbol of the spiritual walk and the fleshly walk. It can't be done. So if you're walking stubbornly, you can't walk with the Lord long. Because you can't abide with him. See, he said, Take my yoke on you and learn of me. And he did say, my yoke is easy and my burden's light. That's if you yield to him. That's not if you want to fight everything he's doing. He's not dragging you into the kingdom. You have to consent to it. You have to work with him and take the weapons and the graces he gives and use them. But he isn't going to drag anybody against their will into the kingdom. So those, the people doing this continuance, these are the sons, the daughters, and the children of God. So there is no Savior without him being Lord. That's another false heresy. Oh, he's my Savior. I'm just not walking with him. He's not on the throne of my heart. Because you're a liar. As someone has said, perhaps 20 sometimes the word refers to him being our Savior. 400 and sometimes he's our Lord. Uh, you think there's not a distinction? He sees your Savior, He's the Lord. If you're born again, you're a disciple. See, people say, well, I'm just not a disciple. No, because you're not saved. You're not saved. See, they're, they're synonyms a believer, a follower, a disciple. They're synonyms of the same thing, expressing them different ways. A, a disciple is a person being trained. So as soon as you believe, you're being trained. People think they're going to get their salvation and go live like the world. Well, they deserve to be deceived. And God's going to show no mercy on them at the day of judgment. Because they willingly want to sin and be evil. They have no desire to do the things of God. They're just afraid of judgment. Well, that's the consequence of the wicked nature. Remember when the Lord comes, millions are going to run to the mountains and beg them to destroy him because they don't want to face the wrath of Christ. Because he's not going to come with salvation. He's coming to judge them and consign them to the lake of fire, and they want to hide from him. See, their instinct and their spirit knows they're wicked. They're enlightened very quickly of what's going on Them. So if he's your Lord, he's your Savior. If he's your Savior, he's your Lord, your disciple. So if you're not following, obeying, and doing the Lord's will, he's not your Savior. Do not kid yourself. See, the false shepherd spends two minutes time confirming to the carnal, worldly, and the half Christian that he's saved when he's living in gross sin. He's going to the greater hell. They should be reproving them and correcting them, even if they believed they were saved. They would say, Yeah, hey, you know, a lot of them died back then, and God punished them that they weren't be partakers of the world, the sinner. How did he punish them? What was the punishment for? The sickness led them to death and everything. It was to the keep them from stop the sinning they were doing, catch their attention. And if they didn't repent, they died in their sins. They were not saved. So Jesus said to his disciples and to those who professed him, why call me Lord if you do not do, that means work and obey, my will and my words. See, so he ain't interested in lip service. Everybody has lip service. So we have two billion people that claim to be Christians. I hope one in a thousand of them are real Christians, excluding babies and children. I'm talking about adults. There could be very few, especially in the times we live in. It's going to get darker and darker. And if he says it's going to be as the time of Noah and Lot, well, there was only one person that was saved. It was Noah that found grace. His family got in because they followed their father. Lot was the only righteous one, but his daughters left with him so they were not destroyed. And even in Ezekiel or Isaiah, Israel got so wicked that God himself said, even though Noah, Daniel, and Job were here, they would only save their own lives. He was so wicked, he would not extend grace to their family. It had to be an individual thing. See, it didn't cover them and protect them to some degree, like under the old covenant he allowed. So nowadays, God has no grandchildren. So children are only covered by the parents while they're in state of innocence and while they're children. We're not talking about grown children. I had a Christian minister inform me or imply his grown, professing, immoral son was saved because he was a Christian. I thought, well, you're going to end up in the same hell he's in he's responsible, and it's no longer, you're not covering him. Okay, so we need to understand that. So he said, not everyone saying, Lord, Lord, shall enter heaven. So we we know they believed all this. They believed who he was. They gave him lip service, Lord, Lord. But it's only those who follow the Lord that confess and does the will of God. See? It's good that you confess the Lord. We have to confess him, and we have to acknowledge. But our lifestyle better show what it means to follow the Lord. So if you were under Satan's power and his kingdom, and you've transferred yourself and been adopted, well, you have duties and responsibility to the new master. You're not without law. You're under the law of Christ. And it demands certain things. It demands you to obey and love him beyond any other human. Well, that excludes most professing Christians, doesn't it? Okay. But it's only those who follow the Lord and do the will of God that are going to make it. See?